Okay, so we are gonna try our very first video recording of Barbie Does Dating since we are all in quarantine. And I have, as always, my guest host, Steve Solberg. Hi, from my car. My roommates <laughs> are covered in COVID, so I'm in my car. No, I just, it's just, this is cleaner audio or whatever. <laughs> and then we have my two favorite dating coaches, Miss Lauren Hardenbrook. And Miss Kristen Sokol. Yay! So we're hoping... I'm a game show. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to spin. Um, okay, so we are going to talk today about dating during COVID. Because in my opinion, one of the things I have realized with being so isolated as a single person is how unbelievably lonely I am. And how much I would love to be in a relationship. Because... It's funny, I have a lot of married friends on Facebook and Instagram, and and I get it. Being with your children and your spouse 24 hours a day is hard, but being by yourself is really hard. Like, I was telling Steve the other day, I'm like, I just want to hug. I just want to hug somebody. Like, not having physical touch, not having people around me has been really difficult. And I actually have three roommates, but two of them are out of town, and one of them still works, so I'm just not seeing anyone ever. And so I wanted to talk about dating because I decided to sign back up to match or not match. Well, I did do match for a little while, but then I jumped onto plenty of fish. And then I just jumped onto, um, what is it called? Mutual. I went back to mutual. So one of the things that I've noticed is there are a lot of people doing online dating right now because there is the opportunity to get to know each other. But in some ways, I actually think it's going to be better because I think the hookup culture is going to take a back seat for a bit because you can't just go hook up with people now. And I mean, I don't know that that's what people were doing on mutual, but my guess is probably sometimes. Somewhere for sure. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about that. Um, just a little thing though, to tell you guys like match. I liked, um, I did think, like I had, I had fun on match, but then I decided to sign up for plenty of fish and I am someone who loves a blue collar guy. Oh my goodness. That is apparently where every blue collar man is, is on plenty of fish. And I was telling Steve that this is something we've talked about before is in the LDS culture. Like, I feel like I'm okay looking, but I'm not this gorgeous goddess that so many of these women in Utah are. And it can be a little frustrating. Yes, you are. Shush. But, um, you know, I get on mutual and it's like in a day, it's like you have four matches, but no messages. And then I got on plenty of fish and I'm not kidding you in 24 hours, I had 96 messages. And I was like, what in the <laughs> what? <laughs> so anyways, I have been doing an experiment with mutual and I took Kristen's advice and I paid the $13 a month so that you can See who's already liked you and what an amazing feature that is. Worth every penny. Because you're not wasting your time sitting there like swiping on 8,000 people that you never know if you're going to match with. So there you go. Steve, have you ever done that? Have you ever done the boost? Uh, I uh, I haven't, but no. So no. I guess I don't have any take on it. Um, That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I definitely have noticed, as you said, uh, that a lot more people are doing the online dating. Um, I've reached out to people that uh, we had matched and messages were 
you know, I find that a lot of times people go, Hey, sorry, I don't use this app very often or whatever. And, uh, and now all of a sudden they're, they're using it more. And so the ability to connect is a lot uh, better. Yeah. So let's start with Lauren. What are your basic thoughts about dating during COVID right now? Oh, basic thoughts. I don't know. Um, I definitely have a lot of people reaching out and texting me and asking me, you know, how to kind of pivot their COVID dating game. So I have a lot of people that are doing, you know, taking Uber Eats to their date's house and then eating together, you know, via the internet, things like that. Um, I had, you know how there's a bunch of different drinking games. I had a guy send a girl a big box of chocolates and they did like a drinking game with a big box of chocolates where you have to just ask questions and then you have to eat a random chocolate. So people are definitely getting creative. Um, and I definitely think it's a great time to be online because you have this captive audience. So, I mean, there are some difficulties, some challenges. Um, I, there's a lot more hikes going on, which I didn't know there could be more hikes going on because I feel like every Utah dating profile says I love to hike. And I feel like 80% of the time it's a lie, but it's actually happening now so that you can social distance and get to know someone. Mm-hmm. So lots of hikes, lots of walks, lots of hand sanitizer. I love it. What about you, Kristen? So um, I actually was just writing a, a blog post about this today. And I think the, the main thing that has risen to the surface, you know, I think people were using this before, this feature before. Um, I have never loved this, but, um, but sometimes it's the best you can do and it makes people feel more comfortable. But it's the video chat. It's FaceTiming. Uh, if we can't meet and we're trying to comply with, you know, government regulations, I think the thing that becomes really important is video chatting. And the reason I don't like video chatting is because people don't look very good on video chats usually. Um, there's issues with angles. There's issue with lighting. There's issue with when we're comfy at our homes, we're not wearing our dating uniform. And we don't generally look as nice. And the idea that you that you still need to make a good first impression when you make an appearance still counts. Um, and, and they're going to make that first impression of you based on how you look on video. So I think we have to do a lot more video chatting. And I think that we really need to examine how we can up our game, so to speak, when you're doing a video chat. And one of the other things that Lauren and I were talking about the other day was really sitting down and thinking about like, what is it that you're looking for in someone? This is a good time to be putting together that top 10 list and the things that, you know, what are your wants and needs? What are these things? You can really be thinking about them because it's so easy when you first start dating somebody to get caught up in. It's so fun to make out with them. And I love the way he touches the small on my back, but he's kind of a punk and all these things. Like it's easy to overlook those things when you have these other fun physical things. And so this time now we're actually able to be focusing. So Lauren, what are some recommendations you have to kind of prep yourself for online dating, especially during this to really get the most out of it? Oh gosh. I think Kristen and I would say a lot of the same things. Um, I think it is really important to have your priorities straight and we've talked about that, putting together, you know, a top 10 list of the things that you want. 
and really understanding your priorities and not ruling out people based on things that aren't a priority. And you'd think that you, that you wouldn't do that, but people frequently do, you know, there's what Seinfeld, Seinfeld episodes about women with big hands and things like that. And really, you know, or, or smelling like soup, et cetera. And we rule people out for the dumbest reasons. But if you want to end up with somebody that you, you know, are really compatible with, you need to figure out what you're looking for and be clear about that and date people that have those attributes. Don't make excuses for the people that don't and, and don't rule out good people because they smell like soup that can change with a bar of soap. Um, the other thing I was going to say about all the video chatting is I think there's a unique opportunity right now as well for long distance dating, because I think people are a little bit more interested in getting to know someone. And the fact that you can't go over there, you know, right now, um, I think that opens up long distance dating as well. That is a really good point because it's true. Like before it's like, I only want to date somebody within 50 miles because then we can actually see each other. But now you really could open yourself up. Like Steve travels quite a bit. So I know that his profile is set to really anywhere in the world. And because he could, he could up and move anywhere that he needed to be if he found the love of his life. But um, would you still recommend it though? If you're in a position of like, I cannot move no matter what. Um, I absolutely would still recommend it because you don't know what position they're in and, and things change when the love of your life is on the line, you know, like, gosh, I've already lived in Ohio once. Sorry for the people that still live there. But, um, you know, I don't think I'd live, move back there by choice, but if, you know, the love of my life was in Ohio, I'd go. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Any thoughts, Kristen? So I, I've just had too many clients who have told me that they cannot long distance date because they cannot move. And then they end up meeting the love of their life. And they that person has kids in another state. And when you both have skin in the game, you're both motivated to find ways to solve these problems. Occasionally there is just a deal breaker where the situation just cannot be resolved and you have to end, but I haven't found one of those yet in my career. Um, but I'll tell you, I have had handfuls and handfuls of people who told me that this could not, there was no possibility of it working. And then turns out when push comes to shove, it's a real easy sacrifice to make for somebody that you really love. Mm -hmm. So yes, this is an absolutely an excellent time to be dating long distance it's an excellent time to renew your focus, um, to be looking for key things, and to open up your parameters. Um, just this last week, I have been working with a client. Um, she's, she's, I think she's about 5'8 five, five, or 5'9. She's a little tall. I'm 5' tall, so everybody seems tall to me. So anyway, she's between 5'7 and 5'9, which to me is very tall. And she was telling me she's never, ever even considered going on a date with a guy who was under six feet. And I really challenged her on this and really helped her refocus on what was important and going through her top 10 list and really figuring that out, flushing that out. And she realized that height wasn't nearly as important as she had thought. Um, so she experimented with this idea and started reaching out, started messaging, connected with a really great guy who was, guess what, 5'8", and he was awesome. He had all the things that she wanted, and she was so happy that she had decided to be a little bit more open 
Um, and we'll see where it goes from here. But now that she has done it once, I feel so excited for her that the world is covered with men who are under six feet tall who are great. And if you throw all of those out before you even have a chance to find out who they are, you're doing yourself a real disservice. Mm -hmm. And that's actually a good point that so many girls and some guys are as well. Like some guys really don't like to date women that are taller than them. And, but to actually have the opportunity now that if we are going to be doing virtual dating and things like that, height isn't going to be as much of a requirement that we really can sit down and just get to know the person. And you can be attracted to someone, I think, over fate, like video calls. I think you can be like, they're hot. Have you guys watched on Netflix? I assume everybody's seen all of Netflix at this point. So have you seen, have you seen Love is Blind? I haven't yet. Steve, you watched it though, right? I, I started the first episode and uh, it was very intriguing to see episode one. People were like, well, I hope I'm not spoiling it, but they were like proposing, uh, which seemed a little fast to me, but, uh, but the, uh, maybe even a lot fast, uh, but the connections were interesting to see how much these people would just get through just talking. Um, you could see them hitting these emotional notes, uh, really, I think it, it enhanced it a little bit. You know, we talk about how much, uh, body language speaks and stuff like that. And sometimes I think body language speaks not necessarily what we're even meaning to speak. Sometimes you go on a date, you get anxious, you get nervous, and your body language might be saying, oh, they seem like they're standoffish. When in reality, it's like, uh, I'm just nervous. I don't go out on a lot of dates or something like that or, or whatever. So uh, that could be a thing that could be an advantage again with the, the video. Um, I mean, I guess you still get body language on the video, but it seems a little bit subdued. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not a huge online dater. Um, I have not had much success with it. I think we've talked about this where I have more success in person. Um, it's sometimes I think it, it uh, is sort of because of the, uh, the, the height thing. I think I get filtered out by a lot of uh, folks, uh, height filter or whatever like that. If you're under six foot, you're like, oh, well, I guess I'm filtered out which uh, I kind of go, eh, that's their choice. They're welcome to do whatever they want. Uh, uh, and then I meet them in person and then we end up dating. So it works out. Um, but uh, I don't know. It, it's a challenge because I, I, I don't love online dating. And, and sometimes I feel a little trapped right now during the uh, quarantine where people are like, what else are you going to do? talk to me and you're like oh my gosh <laughs> I don't know I'm gonna clean my toilet again <laughs> I, don't wanna, I don't like yeah so we we literally deep cleaned the corners of all the bathrooms yesterday that's the point where we're at and I have to say they really needed it and they look great and I'm not sorry that it happened but um but I always kind of, you know, hoped to, that my life would never come to really noticing how how dusty those things were. <laughs> but we're getting there. You know, and I, Steve, I, I think you have a unique opportunity in what you do as a stand-up comedian to stand in front of an audience and let people know that you're single. Um, 
But most people don't have that. Right. And, and online dating is is really one of the only ways. Online dating is really one of the only ways that they have to to put their vibe out, so to speak. And it's a, and it's an important tool, especially right now. In my perfect world, yeah. in my perfect world, singles would come online. They would put together these profiles. They would message each other. They would, you know, find it. If there was a spark and interest, they would get on the phone, have a phone call. If that goes well, they get on in COVID-19 and have a video chat. And, and they mind the details of the video chat so that when they get on, they look good and their life, which is your background, looks reasonable and and good and the light that hits you is good and the angles. I mean, we're, if, I, if I hold my camera like this, I just, I look not quite <laughs> as good, you know? So these, getting these details is, is right is really, is really critical when you're trying to make a connection that you hope will last beyond COVID-19. I think that's an important point is the, the lighting and I mean, it's sort of like you are, you're learning to be an actor here a little bit where it's like, okay, let's make sure our audio and our video and our angles are good. Barbie, and of course I clearly have done a great job with this, uh, where I'm in my car, I'm, I'm at a great angle right now. Uh, no, uh, but Barbie does a great job with this. Uh, today, especially she looks beautiful and, uh, uh and I believe you're like you. You did the. Uh, do you have you have like some lights or or just natural lighting or whatever? You just figure out how to do that. Oh, <laughs> sorry, let me stop talking. You're, you're What's exposing your trade secrets. I know. <laughs> I, I feel like yeah. <laughs> you're totally fine. Like it's perfectly fine. Um, Steve and I we did a test call the other day on Zoom because I'm like I think we should do the podcast this way going forward. So we're doing this test call and he's in his room at this weird angle because he just didn't think anything of it. And I'm like hair and makeup done and I'm in front of my couch and I've got like natural light. Plus I bought an additional light that has warm light filters and I have it all this. And he's like, oh, that makes a difference. But I think it's funny because poor Steve is so used to seeing me because we're friends that I just look like a homeless person every time he sees me that I have no makeup on and my hair isn't done and I'm just doing whatever. And so what I actually put on, and so thank you for saying I look beautiful, Steve. That's so sweet of you. Cause I'm, I think it's probably just such a shock that I uh, <laughs> put some effort in. <laughs> but, you always do. It's just today's, today's there's the glow, you know, there's an extra, like, you're just the best, you know, uh, extra pizzazz. <laughs> well, we can always talk about how handsome Steve is. That's, it's a very weird topic. Um, <laughs> so what other thoughts do you guys have? Um, one thing that I have noticed being on these dating sites is how desperately so many, I only see the men's side. I don't see the women's side, but how desperately they need professional help in the dating world. If I just say professional help, that sounds really bad. I mean, some need that as well, but um the amount of up the nose profile shots that I have seen, it is startling. There, there is one, I of course will not rat him out, but there was one and every picture, I'm not kidding. It will do what she did. It was this. 
and he had long enough nose hair that it was coming out and curling around his nostrils. <laughs> and I'm just, and I just, I'm just shocked that, that they're like, this is going to get me a wife. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that, you know, we always recommend a photographer, right? And so it is important to look nice when you're doing these video chats. But I think one of the other things is that, you know, there's a lot more emphasis going on on the conversation end. And I think that that's terrifying for people that are uh, awkward, right? Maybe me, maybe I'm awkward. Um, but I think that can be really scary. And so I think one of the things that you can do is, you know, Focus on some questions that you like to ask. Focus on what I call doing the deeper dive. So instead of just rapid fire questions, doing some follow up, you know, oh, how did you get into that? What do you like about it, et cetera? And that's more of a conversation flow. And then for the people that are you're really looking to develop a relationship, at some point your conversations need to move past surface level things and you need to start to get vulnerable and have this exchange of vulnerability. And I think that that's an important thing to remember as you continue to video chat because I think most people you know, that have a video chat, um, period of their dating, it's usually a pretty surface level place. So it's important to remember to get out of that and actually exchange real information and be vulnerable with each other so that you can actually develop something. So do you have specific questions, like, especially in the first, say the first getting to know you couple of days that would help with vulnerability but keep people intrigued. Like, are there certain questions that you think should be asked? Gosh, in the first couple dates, I don't know. I think, I think I, I like to focus more on the transition to more of the vulnerable topics. Like one of my favorite questions is um, if you could change something about the way you were raised, what would it be and why? Because I think you can actually retool that question for lots of different things as you're doing a deeper dive and really getting to know somebody like, what would you change about the way that you're raised regarding discipline and why? What would you change about the way you're raised regarding finances and why? You know, and obviously those are like a little bit deeper questions, but I think you get a really, it's kind of this sneaky question, which is like, hey, how do you want to live the rest of your life without being like, want to get married? Because <laughs> that hasn't worked for me. That's my approach and it's not working. Right. Just, <laughs> hey, want to get married? Yeah. You got you to gotta get people to have a little skin in the game first. Kristen, do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, a couple a couple things. Um, first of all, you know, you meet online, you exchange a few messages, um, you get to know each other superficially. It seems like it's a go. Anyway, we end up face to face, right? So we've already had some of the superficialness. This it really, if you're connecting, especially face to face, like via video or even a phone call, this is your time to escalate. And I've heard Lauren explain it before, so this is totally her stuff, but it's like we're climbing a ladder together. So you up the vulnerability this much, and then the person should meet you there. If they do, hopefully they'll raise you and you'll meet them. And then that's how you want to do. So you want to make sure your questions are going to peel back enough of those layers um, that you're going to be able to share some of the real parts of you. And as far as what questions are the right ones to ask, um, there, there was a New York Times article, I'm sure all of you have seen it, a couple of years ago called The 36 Questions Fall in Love. Um, that 
is a really great tool and a great asset. <clears throat> and I'm sure somewhere on my website, um, I have my own retooled list of 25 questions that I think are great to elevate the vulnerability, but in an appropriate manner. Like, you know, don't tell me about your, the weird uncle or any inappropriate things to talk about in the early phases of a date, but just ones that will help you understand your your date's map of the world, help you understand their motivations and how they arrived at some of the conclusions that they they live their lives by. And if you ask the right kinds of questions, you're going to start to discover who they really are and how they got to this point and be able to decide if you are interested. And I remember remember that with roommates. Do you remember doing that? I I remember I, when I was choosing roommates, I used to be like, so tell me what are the most annoying things that other roommates have done? And I had this one girl that was like, well, I had a roommate and she refused to vacuum every day the way that I asked her to. And I was like, Roger, we're never going to be roommates. never gonna happen the way that i asked her to that just sounds yeah, so yeah, weird like, a every day and you know i don't know what kind of carpet lines she wanted but she wanted them very specifically and i was like got it loud <laughs> and clear we're never, we're never gonna be roommates <laughs> steve do you have any favorite questions that you like to ask your dates um yeah i mean i i i like to be spur of the moment for sure um sometimes i ask really stupid ones uh, like I used to ask, oh my goodness, I haven't asked this in forever. So I don't know why I'm saying this 10 years ago. I used to ask, would you rather be the captain of the nerd team or sit the bench on the nerd team? Um, because I felt like that said, whether they enjoyed being somebody who would take charge in a situation or, uh, just kind of sit back or also if they were self-conscious about being a nerd. Um, I don't know. It was a weird question. I think I, I, it was more just for giggles and also so that I could say that I would be the captain of the nerd team. Uh, cause I, cause I like that idea. I think Maybe if you do something, you should do it well. One of the questions, um, that I've seen, I don't know if this is on my list or on the New York times list, um, was if you could live to be, you know, the age of 90, would you rather retain the mind or the body of a 35-year-old? And I think that tells you a lot about what's motivating or what's driving somebody. So I think that's a very similar question, Steve. Yeah, I like that. And and I think it, fi- it made me think right away, like, am I going to be very senile when I'm 90? I feel like maybe I'll have a, I want to have a sharp mind. I won't have a 35 year old body though. That's just how age works. Um, but yeah, that's a fun question and I don't know my answer yet, but yeah, I like, I like silly questions because the, the, the levity of it, um, uh, I think removes some of the, uh, trepidation that you might have in, in it being asked or whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel so vulnerable or something. Not that I don't want to avoid vulnerability. I enjoy that as well. No, I think that's important for the first phase of dating is to have some silly questions and some low vulnerability, because I think a lot of people, you've, you've met people that ruin it before that are like, okay, so here's all of the details of my divorce, or here's what happened to me when I was seven. And you're like, 
wow, that's a lot for a first date. I think I think the fun, silly questions are great. I used to be on a welcoming committee for my singles ward, and I'd have to come up with questions like, what animal, real or fictional, would you ride into battle in Narnia, right? I think those are great for first dating questions. There you go. Yeah, that is true. Like, vulnerability, there's a balance. Like, you don't want, it, it's not like, yeah, we're, we're saying it's good, but we're not saying you need it right out the bat. I think your vulnerability is being brave enough to go on the date. That's your vulnerability for date one. And then yep. it can go from there. Yep, absolutely. One, one really powerful question that I think invokes an appropriate amount of vulnerability is something like, tell me, tell me about the best thing about your hometown. And also tell me about the worst thing about your hometown. At, at that point, you start hearing about people's childhood and some experiences they had or really enjoyed at their local, you know, Fourth of July parade or the town day celebration. And, you know, and, and anyway, you start to understand some of the history and the background of this person to see if it matches with your own. And then you also get to have a chance to see what their what their gripes are about their hometown and see if they you kind of match up there. But it's not, you know, it's not personal or sensitive it's just interesting and enlightening that's what you're going for those are great questions we'll post these on so we have a new website coming we have an instagram page if you like funny dating memes that's what i post too i i'll try to do it more often and then we also have our facebook page that will post questions and things like that um we also will have links to lauren and Kristen's personal websites Kristen just came out with an amazing online dating course. So you should, and it's, oh, go ahead. It's not, it's not an online dating course. It's sort of a holistic approach to dating in general. And there is a whole module in it dedicated just to getting the details of your online dating profile, how to message, how to search, what photos do you want to create for your online? Anyway, that is a specific focus, but there's, there's definitely a lot more than just online dating helps there. Oh yeah. And Lauren, of course, as always, is my dating and life coach. We love her so much. She keeps Barbie from going insane too much. Um, but it's true. So you can all, we'll be putting links to her website as well. Uh, I also want to give Steve a little shout out. Steve just had recorded a brand new special called Pirate Hymns. And you can watch it either on the Dry Bar Comedy app or they said it's on YouTube now. Is that correct? Um, I don't know if they've put the full special of that one on YouTube. My full, uh, first special is on YouTube and Amazon. So if you haven't seen it, you can go there. Uh, that one's called we say BIM, but, uh, but yeah, I think the pirate one there, they're, uh, piecing it out right now. They, they like to give you little pieces and then eventually they give you the whole pie. Well, I, I was there and I saw you do it live, Steve, and I was there with my husband and my 14-year-old daughter, and we all left, like, just in tears. Like, our stomachs hurt, our faces hurt. We've just never laughed so hard. It was so good. You're so talented. Uh, please please keep doing it. Oh, man, I hope so. Yeah. Can you can you do, like, a COVID-19 stand-up thing where everybody has to be, like, 12 feet apart, but we can all just laugh anyway i think like a bullhorn <laughs> at the top of a hill or something we're trying to figure that out actually i'm working with a group that's uh working with some apartments and we're seeing if we could do something uh to that degree where we'll just be 
doing jokes to the side of an apartment complex or or a housing complex of some sort. Well, so we'll let see. us know wherever it's going to be, and I will stay an appropriate distance away from everyone so that I can come and laugh. That would be awesome. We lost Kristen. She's out of here. She decided she's done with us. <laughs> okay, so that is all of the amazing recommendations that we have, but I cannot encourage everyone enough. Go on there and create a profile and start getting to know people because there has never been a better time and more people online. I cannot believe the amount of people that are online right now. Hey, Barbie, can I just give a, can I give a few little tidbits of my, my two cents? Yes, please. Now is the time. If you have ever online dated before and failed, please come back. If you have, if you have been online dating for years and have grown tired of it, please take it seriously because there are all kinds of new users. People have Oh, she come cut out. out of the woodwork and they are all convening on these dating sites. Oh, can you hear me now? Yep. Can you hear me? Okay. We're all, everybody is converging on these dating sites all at once. So there's new users. If you're tired of it, just find the strength within. And please, pretty please, you're, I know you're not going out to eat as often. You have the money to pay for the upgrades. Pay for the upgrades. They give you such a huge advantage. And it's like, what, $12? It's totally worth it. Yeah. You've got to get on those sites and you've, you've, you've got to give it a go. I, I, you know how we usually have like a baby boom after a blizzard or a snowstorm? I really think we're going to have a boom of weddings early in 2021. Of these people who have developed connections online, who have taken the time to video chat and really forge a really deep connection and that when we finally can meet in person and, and express our affections, it's going to be, it's going to be love. So now is the time. Don't wait. Go Kristen. Lauren, any other final thoughts? Oh, we may have lost Lauren. Okay. Can I say a couple more things? Yes. Do we still have time? Oh, she's back. Okay. So here's what I want to say. These are my final words. Video chats, take your angles seriously. Make sure if you need to build up like 25 books under your laptop, which is what I'm currently doing to be at the right angle, do it. If you need to sit three feet in front of a, a natural light source, a window, and like put a TV tray and a, and a chair, then do it. But do whatever it takes to look so the camera is eye level with your eyes. And so that the light on you is glowy and nice. And then make sure if you can call in to your video chat with your phone audio, the sound quality is usually a lot better. Sometimes you don't have that option, but if you do, that's what you want. The phone line has better audio and your phone almost always has a better mic than your laptop is going to have. So I'm using a a podcasting mic here. Because I want to sound nice, and I don't think that my laptop microphone is good enough. So all these first impression factors are coming into play. Make sure that you do everything you can do to make the right first impression. It's light, it's angles, it's sound, it's how you look. Just because you're at home doesn't mean that you don't need to put effort into your appearance for a video chat. You still do. Because you got seven seconds, lady, gentlemen, to make a good first impression. So use that knowledge to your advantage. That's my piece. Yes. Lauren, tell us your thoughts. 
Oh gosh. I don't know if I have any final thoughts like that. I love uh, the 36 questions to fall in love from um, on the New York times article. Go look that up. Um, I definitely think that there is going to be a wedding boom after this. So, you know, take advantage, get online, meet somebody. I mean, there's all these crazy, horrible things that are happening. You know, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting heavier and heavier, all these things. You might as well come out of this with a, with a spouse. I love it. That is the perfect way to look at it. Steve, any other final thoughts? Uh, I, it's a great time to even work on yourself too. I think, uh, like we talked about cleaning the corners of the bathroom and stuff like that. I feel like, uh, I've been doing that. I've been doing some at home exercises, which I, which is kind of weird that it's like, now that I'm shut in, I'm finally working out. I don't know how that worked out, but, uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been really nice and it helps like I always am a big proponent of saying, Hey, work on yourself first and get that. But I admit exercise helps me feel good about myself too. So it's, uh, include that in your morning uh, or your daily routine if you can. Definitely. One of the things that, um, Lauren actually pounded into my head about two weeks ago, we had a call and she said, you need to be sitting in the sun every day for 20 minutes. And I'm like, okay, so I take my camping chair out to my front yard because I like to watch cars and people and I go sit out there and it has made the biggest world of difference. So thank you, Lauren. Good um, job, Barbie. Good job. Happy you did it. <laughs> so I also wanted to mention that you're not seeing Nick Galetti, who our wonderful producer that we had, he got so busy with his job that he had to step away from the podcast. So very sad day, but send Nick some love because we love and miss him and appreciate everything that he did for us to help us get started. But we're going to try to do more videos going forward. Um, we're going to put them on the website and on the YouTube channel. And then that way you can either listen to it on audio on the podcast or we can see video. And we'll have some new guest people, but we're going to hope to have Lauren and Kristen on a lot, right? Yay. Yeah, I'd love to. Yay. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening and thank you for all of the dating advice and let's go find some spouses. See you guys soon. Bye. Bye.